It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. Well, this bloke, I met him, I reckon, 1995 it might have been. Um, we were playing at the Great Northern Hotel in Byron <laughs> Bay. And I looked down and there was this young fellow. He had no shoes on. Um, and uh, he was kind of had black nail polish on his toes, I think, at the time. His name's Phil Jamison. And, uh, the band was Grinspoon, and they blew my mind from that very first time. And great to see you, Phil. How are you, mate? I'm really good. Thanks for having me, Dave. No worries, mate. Yeah, was that your first national tour with us when you when you supported us on that one? Or you took us? For, you took the Screaming Jets took Grinspoon out for the first Rock national on. tour ever. Did you learn um, any dirt bad tricks? We learnt. We learned a lot from you guys. Uh, you know, like, not, not bad tricks, but, like, we, you you paid us $500 a show, you right, know, which right. was incredibly generous back then because, in, in like, it's the 90s, you know, we would have been worth 100 in the shade. <laughs> and um, you took us from uh, what you mentioned, Byron Bay, all the way up to the Cairns, you know, that classic, you know, that East Coast Queensland run. Yep, yep. Uh, Rocky, uh, Mackay, the Blue Moose in Mackay, you know, Townsville, um, and then we continued to tour those runs later on, um, and then we were able to save up some money to record our second EP, thanks to you guys. So we learned that we weren't allowed to touch the Jack Daniels. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a rule backstage that um, Cole Zurub said, you're not allowed to touch the Jets' Jack. <laughs> that that so still we lo- stands with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got the same rules yourself. Yeah, probably. Well, uh, it's Chris O's Jack now. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, the amazing part about you guys is 27 years on, and you've, uh, you've had a little bit of time off here and there, but the same four guys in the band it is, it, people do not understand how difficult that is. It is. I think at a good time apart as well. You know, we all we all went as we all don't live in the same city. And in 2013, we took a fair bit of time off. You yeah. know, so we didn't tour again till 27. We took five years, mm, four years yeah. off, basically. Um, but we all like each other, which yeah. I think is important, as you know. You're like. You know, like you got to kind of get along, and it's sort of like a marriage. It's the longest relationship I've ever had is that bloody band. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all. It does get very <laughs> tedious when you're out there with people that you don't like on the road. It's true. It's true. Um, so you got some gigs coming up, mate? I do. Um, I'm doing, well, Grin, Grinners are playing. I'm going to say we're going to be doing some little shows, or are they big shows? We're going over to, believe it or not, we're going over to Perth, weirdly, right, yep. if we're allowed in, <laughs> yeah, um, out, in, yeah. in in April. And then we're going to go up to the Gold Coast to do a show called uh, Wallapalooza, which strangely got rained out, um, you know, uh, recently. So another postponement, I think that's in May. Right. And then we play Splendor in the Grass in July. And um, yeah, so that's what Grinners are doing. We're just doing kind of picking up festivals that uh, were probably programmed for 2020, let's be honest. And um, it's taken this long for the world to allow people to come back and watch us again. So, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of being rained off, obviously you're all very proud uh, Lismore boys, and uh, you, you all grew up in that area. You must be feeling uh, for for all your uh, all, all the people from your hometown. Uh, it's tragic what's happened there, and um, you're seeing the Golan go underwater, and and the library, and just the just the loss there. It's uh, it's absolutely devastating. I did a I did a fundraiser in Brisbane a few weeks ago to raise some money for the floods there, um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't really know the answer, to yeah. be honest, about what, what to do with, with, with poor old 2480, but uh, my heart goes out to everyone in that region um, up and down the coast now that it's just, uh, it just hasn't stopped. Yeah. No. no, well, yeah, that is terrible news. But um, no, so you talked about the, uh, the, the long 
long hiatus that you had. Um, you did heaps of stuff in that time. It wasn't like you were sitting there uh, twiddling your thumbs, was it? Well, I got. A, I did twiddle my thumbs for a hot minute, <laughs> and then I was like, "Dude, I'm going to get so bored doing this." So, I did uh, be in a bunch of projects in that in that four to five years um, to keep my wheel spinning, for want of a better term. Some were successful, some weren't, and um, and yeah, I, I did. I, I jumped on to some some theatre productions, and um, I wrote a bunch of music that I'm releasing now, um, and uh, yeah, like it's been. Um, it was good to have a break from the band, but I think coming back when we did get back together, absence made the heart grow fonder. And I yeah. think also for our audience as well, I think we were kind of ubiquitous within the festival circus mm. in Australia. Like you couldn't, even if you didn't want to see Bloody Grinspoon, you'd be somewhere <laughs> at a mud pit in a, at a festival and you'd be waiting for some other band and I'd be yelling at you beforehand. So um, <laughs> it was good to give everyone a breather. I think, and um, when we came back, it was it was really lovely to see not only Chris, Joe, and Pat for personally, but also people that really still enjoyed listening to our tunes. Mm, yeah, and I mean, you do you get, do meet up with people. I mean, that was that's probably the hardest part of the last two years is not just is the social side of everything, you know, yeah. hanging out backstage, yeah. bumping into each other in airports, airports, s- they, see, yeah. seeing fans that you had that that, that, that become kind of like friends in towns it's that true. you go to. So yeah, I, the, the airport thing I was struck me the other day. We were at an airport. We're all together. I'm like. Isn't this cute? Look at us. We're all in the lounge getting our tea. And I'm like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And the crew, obviously the crew, you go, you know, we go very, get very close with our, mm. with our crew and, you know, they're all working again. And I don't know, it was just a really special moment to be able to be back on the, however short it was, I think it was only two shows in a row, but it was still something that felt more like a, like 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 it was used to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, did the and you know in that time off that everyone's been uh, forced to have over the last couple of years, did you pick up any um, new skills to learn a language, read a I book? Learned, I learned how to ride a bicycle. Rock on. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens? It's the arrested development, isn't it? We us us people in bands. I reckon we're uh, we're all have arrested development. We're hopeless, hopeless. <laughs> so I, I got to go. Like um, yeah. So I live in a really beautiful area on the mid north coast, and I was like, what am I going to do? All this you can't. You got to eat when you leave the house. You have to exercise. So I'm like, right. And to get myself a push bike, and I'm going to go riding through mud trails. So I learned how to do that. It was really fun. Um, um, but yes, I, it is arrested development. I learned a bunch of cooking stuff and, you know, hoo-ha, but I still have not got a trade, unfortunately. Right, yeah, no, we're, we're in the same. Because I, uh, in my time off, I was like, what can I do? I asked my wife if I could start Gleeso's Smoko Shop because I, I make a damn fine bacon and egg roll, right? That's my claim oh, yes, to fame. right. So I wanted to, you know, just, and she said, no, that's, that's beneath you. <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing was... Um, putting labels on wine bottles at me mate's winery, <laughs> actually taking labels off and then putting new labels on. Right. So, just, just to spin your wheels, do something do in something. that time. You do something, yeah. yeah. yeah you you yeah. just need to feel like you're a contributing member of society. Exactly, yes, yes. And, and now you have kids, mate. A couple. A couple of kids. They'd, yeah. They'd be growing up before your eyes. They, it goes quick. I got to, and when I met, I met um, luckily uh, – uh, I met Peter Garrett many years ago. Uh, I was lucky enough to do the Wave Aid concert at yep. the SCG for a tsunami. I believe it was the um, the Thailand tsunami years ago. Yep. Um, and I was doing a press press conference, uh, and I turned up late because I was, you know, might have had a bigger night the night before, <laughs> maybe not. Because you're Phil. 
Or whatever it was. <laughs> it was the noughties. And um, Peter Garrett was there, and he's a quite an imposing character and quite scary. And he told me, obviously, I was getting a bit in trouble for being late uh, from everyone. Um, but he said to me, because I think we were about to have our first child back then, he just looked at me and I like looked up at because Pete's very tall. <laughs> so I looked up at him and, and he goes, he talked about my, you know, the firstborn. He's like, you know, it goes fast. And I was like, okay, mate. Like, well, yeah, okay. And then you look back now and you, you know, the, it does, it goes incredibly quickly and then they're there and then that's it and that's happened. So, yes, I've got a couple of kids. They're great, but holy crap, it just went by like a blink of an eye. And especially because the last two years doesn't feel like two years. Mm, yeah. Like I don't I don't really know what happened. <laughs> but it, whilst everything moves so slowly, it also moved really quickly and now we're in 2022 and not a lot to show for it really for the last <laughs> two years. It's weird. Now, but, but you have got something, as you say. I you're, do. You're releasing some of your solo stuff. When's that going to take place? I'm releasing a solo album, believe it or not. Awesome, it's, mate. Uh, yeah, it's really exciting. So I put out a self-released um, seven-inch in March last year. If you actually ask Siri, when's the worst time re- to release music, it would be March last year. <laughs> uh, um, March last year. So I put that out on my own, and that was cute and fun and quite a – I just didn't want to make a fuss. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just – that was out there. And then in the interim, I went and recorded some other material – and yeah, it's coming out in July, uh, a full-length record, and I'm going to be touring that around Australia uh, late July, early August. Um, so yeah, it's kind of um, I don't know. It's, I think I call it dad pop. It's pretty. It's it's kind of it's kind of got this swing to it. Um, but it's a really fun project for me. Um, it's definitely different to Grinners, um, but uh, I really like it, and I'm sure you're the same in some ways. Like we're both pretty hard markers on ourselves. So for for me. I had to listen to this song over, or the single that's out at the moment, I had to listen to it over a thousand times. So if it passed that pub test for me personally, because I'm ready to chuck anything out the window. (laughs) You're just a bum note. That's it. Well, no, just like, oh, God, I hate this song. (laughs) Uh, I managed to listen to this a bit, so I like it. So um, I hope people get their kicks out of it. It's a really fun little track, and I'm excited to, you know, I'm not asking, I'm not going for, you know, this crazy conquering all all big thing. I just want to play these songs live and yeah. hope people hope people get their kicks out of it. And it also is really like it makes my cup full. It really fulfills me, you know, mm. um, to be able to do new new music. And um yeah, it's it's great that our cheer squad, the record label have got behind it for me and um I've got a really good team and uh, yeah, it's good, good fun. Yeah, it's so different now, isn't it? Releasing stuff. I mean, um, you know, you, you're probably the same. You probably spent too much money on videos back in oh, the yeah. day, and oh uh, yeah, and you know, <laughs> you, 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 now you look at it, you think, well, that's not even a, a part of the thing now. It's just so kind of social media driven and all that stuff, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. There's new tricks now to it all. I just find, and I think this has always been the case. You can't keep a good song down, right? Yes. It doesn't matter if there's a video clip or which artist or how it's recorded or the production. There's something uniquely good about a good song. It's mm. undeniable. And if the good song, you just let the song do its work. That's in theory how it should work. Now we both know that there's big players in town. There's big major labels. There's big money. There's Throwing big budget. And, cash round, yeah. and that's cool as well. And I don't, uh, you know, I've been part of that machine as you have um in the past uh so you know you, we've learned a little bit about how to navigate that but i don't need any of that i just like to put out hopefully what i consider to be good tunes and and especially when you play them live and you see that sort of connection whether it be in front of a hundred or ten thousand it's still it's still a really it's a great feeling um to have something that connects you know 
Yes, the, I've said it before. The great Bernard Fanning, I was talking to him about songwriting. And, uh, oh, yes. And he yes. said the magic of it is there's nothing there. there there's literally nothing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you might put a few chords together and you put some words to those. And then you end up going through all the process and you record it and you put it out there and people connect with it. You go, booyah. Booyah. Magic. I made that. I did that. That's magic. He probably wrote a lot of his material on the golf course, I think, Bernard Fanning. <laughs> on his Spanish estate or something like that. <laughs> Hi, Bernie. <laughs> we do love Bernie. He's, I uh, love him. he's, he's obviously one of the leading lights of our time in the uh, in the industry, but we've seen him come and go, haven't we, Phil? There's been, uh, there's been big things come along that uh, never eventuated. There has. And yeah, exactly. It's, it's strange how... The, the world turns, you know, and um, there's some contemporaries of mine that are still doing their thing and doing great work. And, you know, it is, but I I really get along well with Bernard. Pat Davin from Grinspoon is actually playing with yeah, Bernard at yeah, the I moment, guitar, which, which is cool. Yeah. So that's, um, it's really cool that, uh, you know, that, that Bernard's offered Pat a gig. I mean, Pat can barely play. He's so old now. <laughs> That was a joke. I he love you, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he took but, uh, my job at Triple M. I was doing the homegrown, and then he ended up taking that. Well, I'd, I think I'd, I'd gone earlier, and uh, and then Pat yeah, that's stepped right. in. That's right. Yeah, that was a that was a few moons ago. So yeah, it's funny how people do come and go in this industry. But it's, uh, I mean, you'd know, especially like we both do that. Um, it's pretty small at Aussie, mm. the Aussie music scene. You kind of. Kind of know every well, we know. I know most of of our generation, at least, and especially the people that work at the radio station or or in media. Um, so it's kind of fun going. Hi, remember me? Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, <laughs> they nice go, yes, I back. do, mate. <laughs> Actually, hopefully, hopefully not in a bad way. <laughs> um, so the new single, what's it called? It's You're- called Somebody Else. Uh, yeah, it's about time travel and identity crises. Hey, two of my favourite things. A couple of light things. Well, we're going to be giving it a spin, Phil. And uh, thank you. It is always a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, and have a yarn. And good luck with it. And um, we'll be seeing you around the traps. I can't wait to catch you soon, Dave. Rock on, mate. Thanks.